Testing, testing one, two, sibilance, sibilance. Nick, Nick, what does what does the word sibilance mean? It means sibilance. No. <laughs> we talked <laughs> we talked I about this. We talked about this. We talked about this in the pre pre show. Um it's, it's the a, it's it's, sound. It's the sound that the S makes. And when you test a microphone, you say sibilance to test and see if your highs are too high. Yeah. <laughs> and Nick, by doing so, you make the sound that sibilance makes. Yes. And uh, Nick never has a problem with his highs being too highs. Mm. What's what, what mug are you rocking? This is a hand-painted mug by my wife many years ago. Oh, wow. Does she like have a? Does she have like a business where she hand paints mugs and sells them on like Etsy? No, there. I thought this was. Pro- we- there's no product placement allowed on this show. <laughs> uh, many years there, back in Wilmington, there's this like one of those painting, like it's not painting drink. I guess you could, but it's like you just you don't want to drink and- out of the cup that you paint because that could lead to right. poisoning. That's true. Um, no, and they. Uh, <laughs> You just like walk around the shop. They have all these like you know um, pieces of art, pottery that are you know just plain. They just need to be painted, and you just buy one and spend your afternoon doing it. It's pretty relaxing. It sounds like it. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm. You just relaxed me. I'm very relaxed now. <laughs> I, I I painted one as well, and it's what not did you paint? Like, also a mug, but not the right. same mug. It's the. But what was your design? Yeah. It was like, see, I couldn't do this. I I couldn't do this for the same reason that I can't get a tattoo, because I would be paralyzed by the decision of what to paint. That's true. I can't get it. I can't get anything painted on my body. No tattoos on this body. Not because I'm against tattoos, but because I literally would agonize over the decision. You know, hesitate, finally make one, and then years later be like, why? Did I get a wicker basket tattoo? What was <laughs> what was I thinking? Yeah, I would I would I would think I would ask the same thing. Um, yeah, no, with tattoos, I'm kind of the same way because I'm like, like I have something at once, and I've wanted it for like a year and a half, and I've always like made an excuse. I don't know. Eventually, somebody sees like get me drunk and just sit, like drag me to a tattoo parlor. And just say, he's doing this, and I'm not gonna like, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You are locked on Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Visit uh, your local podcast app, iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, whatever you use to get podcasts. Just search Locked On to get podcasts on the NBA, the NFL, and fantasy sports. Ding dong, we've got another visitor. That may be David again. Not sure. Figure out who it is here in a second. We're coming to you live from the Gittimer.com studios in BEA. Beautiful uptown Charlotte on this Hornets game day. The Hornets back at home to play the Denver Nuggets. We might have a very special guest coming in studio. Actually, he just he just walked in. This is brilliant timing. He's going to make a grand entrance. Adam Mares 
from the Locked On Nuggets podcast. Adam, I'm going to make sure that your that your mic is potted up because I make that mistake so often. No, you're you're good to go, man. Welcome in, Adam Morris. Thank you very much. What's going on? Yeah, hug that mic. Get get all sexy get, with it. There get you comfortable go. here, huh? All right, all right. <laughs> Adam is in the house from from the Locked On Nuggets podcast. Welcome in, my friend. Thank you very much. We've also got the panel uh, from Raleigh, from the capital city, Nick Denning. Nick, what's going on? This, this is the mug that I made. It's not nearly. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, you just painted it green. That's not a. <laughs> Believe it or not, there's 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 other things on there. All right, this is going to get really complicated. I need the color green. Oh my god! You, I'm sorry, Adam. You missed the mug conversation in the pre-show. This I, I'm makes, lost. This makes no sense to Adam. Don't <laughs> worry. We're gonna get to some nuggets here in a few minutes, and then you'll you'll be back on track. Okay, uh, this is a big show. First of all, as Adam, you know, it's uh, there's a big announcement that uh, this is Wednesdays are now draft Wednesdays on the Locked On Podcast Network, and this is actually really cool because we're partnering with Draft.com to set up daily NBA fantasy draft leagues for listeners of Locked On Hornets. Draft.com is similar to other daily fantasy sites, but better because when you draft a player, that player is yours and no one else's. I tried it on Sunday, won my first game because I drafted Russell Westbrook and Andrew Wiggins in that mm. Oklahoma, uh, the, that Thunder Wolves game, and they both went off. So to celebrate this partnership between the Locked On Network and Draft.com, Nick and I are going to run through a draft live here on the show right now. <laughs> I'm going to create it. Uh, this is called the Mug versus the Doug. That's our league here. I'm going to create this now. And all right, so I've invited you, Nick. This is all you brand. Oh, you got it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it makes a sound too. <laughs> That's cool. We're on the clock right now. I got to add something. We got to hold on. <laughs> all right. So yes, it brings us up here. I wonder if I can bring this up on the screen. I think I can. Okay. Okay. It says no. I need to refresh my. Come on, Doug. Command R. Refresh the browser here. Who's on the clock? I don't know. Well, I think it said. Okay, draft starts in thirty seconds. All right. These are this is good information that I should have known pre-show. Oh, so we got to stretch. <laughs> David, uh, who do you think the first pick should be here? We got Russell Westbrook, James Harden, LeBron James, John Wall, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, all playing tonight. Oh, 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 I forgot. I should say this. Nick, the first caveat is we have to pick a Hornets player first. Mm, I'm, I'm, I'm way ahead of you there. Okay, good. Is I don't that know. a you rule? Is that a Doug rule? That's, or a, that that's a, a house rule? rule for the mug versus oh. the Doug, uh, dread, the, the draft.com draft here. All right, two seconds. I feel like you guys are handicapping yourself already. <laughs> See, I've got the app open and the browser open. So, well, yes, we're, we're okay. no, we're, this is, it's um, part of the spirit of the draft. All right, Nick, who are you I'm picking? my pick. I got it. All right. <laughs> the sound effect. All right. So you picked Kimba Walker. All right. I'm going to take, man, I don't know. I don't know about, I want to, can I search players? Oh yeah. My God. Where? You're, I mean, oh, here we go. It. Here we go. Okay. I got it. 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 I know, I know, I know. Man, these sound effects are killing me. I'm taking Lamb over Dwight Howard because I, I'm scared about this Howard Jokic matchup. Wow. Which we're going to talk about here in a minute, I promise. Interesting decision. I'm going. Oh, it's my pick again. It's my oh. pick again. All right, now I'm going to take I'm going to take Russ. He won me my first game. I'm going to go ahead and get my guard spots. So you get two guards, you get two forwards, and a center. And 30 seconds each pick. These drafts go really quickly. All right, Nick takes James Harden. I, I mean, 
I, I, I have to take. I got to. Oh, it's not my turn. Oh God. Oh yeah, it's a snake. It's a snake draft. We're going head to head here, Nick. Oh, how many picks do I have left? Okay, I got two more. All right. If you're on the live chat right now, let us know what you think about this. Let us know what you think about the picks. So you got LeBron. All stars here. Yeah, Kimball Walker, James Harden, LeBron James. I love your team. You know what? In honor, <laughs> in honor of our guest, our special guest, Adam Mares from the Locked On Nuggets podcast, I'm going to take the Joker. Oh. You know, I like the Mugs picks, but now I think I like yours better. Okay, Taking great. Joker. What do you think about this pick, Adam? Joker? Yeah. You didn't know he had a triple-double last year? He had a 30-point game against Charlotte, so I think that's a good one. I'm feeling better about this pick already. Okay. <laughs> All right, do I go Kevin Durant here? I've got Carl Anthony Towns on the board. Paul George. Oh, man, so much pressure. I'm just going to – you know what? I'm, I'm going to go Cupcake. I'm going to go Kevin Durant. All right, Russell final – Kevin on the same team again. Oh, there we go. Claire's in the house. I knew someone hey. else was – announce yourself, Claire. Hey, I'm Claire. Nice <laughs> to see you guys. Carl Anthony Towns, his final pick. Okay. Should I just go – I'm going to go – you know what? I'm going to go Wiggins. Why not? They, this guy, you know, the Wiggins, Russell Westbrook combo won me this game. All right, projections. That's cool. It gives you a projection already. It's tough to see on my screen because I've got it cropped out. But the projection is yeah. two twenty nine to two to two ten. So Nick, you're you're out ahead mm. here in the beginning. All right, so we're going to see how we did and chat about it on tomorrow's show. Uh, next week, I'm going to open up a free league to everyone that watches us live on YouTube so that you can try it out, youtube.com slash Hornets to subscribe. And uh, we'll send out some stuff on Twitter, some, some things that you'll need to do uh, to get hooked up with that league. For the next few weeks, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit, but you have to use my promo code on draft.com, that promo code LOHORNETS, you can play a real money game for free just by using my promo code LOHORNETS on your first deposit on Draft. Here's what I need you to do. Go to Draft.com or download, really and, and download the Draft app on your phone and sign up. Try it out. Make sure to enter that promo code so that you know the buzz of maniacs are all over this and it will help our show out a ton. And then on the app, you can follow us. I'm LOH Doug. We got LOH Nick and LOH David. Follow all of us so you can see what games we're playing and you can join us in those games. Draft Wednesdays here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Okay. The Hornets are taking on the Denver Nuggets tonight right here in Charlotte. Tip set for 7 o'clock p.m. The Hornets will be without Nick Batum, Cody Zeller, Michael Carter-Williams, and Julian Stone. They could have the services of Michael Kidd-Gilchrist for the first time this season. We'll have to wait until shoot-around this morning for more information about whether he will play and whether he will start. We've got Adam Morris here from the Locked On Nuggets podcast here in studio with us. Adam, what's the lowdown on the Nuggets? I know the big change is they lose Gallinari, they add Paul Millsap. How has that changed how the Nuggets play? Well, it's changed quite a bit, actually. You know, it's only three games into the season, but I think if you look at the preseason and those first three games, the Nuggets are adjusting to 
uh, a new offense, obviously the new front court. Millsap, a terrific player, but he and Jokic have yet to really develop a, a great chemistry. So I think the story for the team last year was this this dynamite offense and a struggling defense. So far this year, the offense hasn't really been there. They're still kind of figuring each other out, but the defense has looked much improved. So uh, I think it's a team very much trying to figure out who they are this season. And, and that's very similar to the Hornets, who are trying to figure out offensively uh, how to deal with not having a backup point guard and also dealing with adding Dwight Howard into the mix. Uh, Nick, how much of a uh, of a problem do you feel like the Millsap Jokic front court is going to be for the Charlotte Hornets tonight? No, oh, we lost Nick's audio there. <laughs> He's on mute. Is, Nick, you on mute? I come back. No, you, you know what? You're you're out. You're out. David's next. David, what what what? How much of a problem this is? You're punished, Nick. How much of a problem is this front court going to be for the Charlotte Hornets tonight? Yeah, I'm like you, Doug. I mean, I'm, I'm, I was a little anxious about the Jokic um, Howard uh, setup as well, and it really hurts not having Cody Zeller out there just to throw another body. At those two guys, I think you'll see some Johnny O'Brien mixed in with some Frank and probably some Marvin Williams um, on some of those guys at times. But I think the big matchup is um, how well, you know, Dwight Howard can kind of do what he's been doing, which is dominate the boards so far this season with those, with especially Jokic down there. But how, how can he defend him and, and um, keep him from doing everything that he does to get involved? So that's, that's going to be a load down low, I think. Claire, what is the matchup that you're watching in this game? Well, I kind of have a sleeper pick for this one, and I want to keep an eye on Hernan Gomez tonight um, because now he's, he, he, he's not going to play because of oh, mo- I'm sorry. Mo- he, no. He's out for a couple weeks to a couple months with mono. With mono, it just came out though. So you, you if you missed it, it's not a shock. It I, just I feel dropped. like I feel like most of us got through that in high, like high school, college. That was the thing that like got you out for a year. It got, it knocked, what's happening in Denver right now? It, it knocked out half of my senior year of high school. It was the most beautiful. <laughs> disease I've ever had <laughs> my throat my throat almost closed shut but other than oh, that it was great oh no oh, God. <laughs> yeah. that was fun well in that case I mean we, we got to keep an eye on the point guard matchup at that point and I mean if Kemba can continue what mm-hmm. he's been doing and if Monk can continue his development at point guard as well I think that it's going to be an interesting night and offensively Jamal Murray struggling a little bit out of the gate what's going on there but with with the Murray Harris pairing you know, I don't think it's so much a story about the pairing as it is just the young point guards. Moutier and Jamal Murray both, I think, are probably not ready for the load that they're they're given right now. The minutes load and just the responsibilities at point guard. So both of those guys still getting their footing in the NBA as point guards, mm-hmm. um, but kind of thrown to the Lions. Yeah, and and I'm really going to watch this Howard Jokic matchup because, uh, as we've already talked about, it's it's you know I think back to the Atlanta game and and Dwayne Dedman was trying desperately to pull. Uh, Dwight Howard out of the paint defensively and knocked out a few shots and Howard was like no I'm not I'm not leaving the paint I'm staying here I'm gonna you know cut off these drives that Atlanta tried to do but Jokic is a completely different story I mean it's going to force Dwight Howard to do something that he hasn't really had to do all year and that step you know beyond the free throw line and, and do something. 
That's one of the big uh, keys to Jokic's game is he forces the defense to come out. I mean, you really can't get away with that defense where you sag into the paint. Not because Jokic scores and just knocks down mid-rangers, but because he really hunts for dribble handoffs. And he gets really great shots for the, the wing players just through those, those dribble handoffs and pick and rolls. So Dwight's going to have to come out. He's going to have to change his game. If he tries to stick into the paint, I think it'll be a long night. The Hornets will definitely be tested defensively. It's one area that they've been very good at this year. They have stepped up to the test that, that Cliff set for them early on which was to be a top five defensive team they have done a good job with that let's go to the live chat Danny's on the live chat right now with the first question for Adam hypothetically if Jokic bumps Steve Clifford <laughs> do you think that Steve Clifford flops all right give us the, the story behind this yeah so in the in the waning moments I think the last 35 seconds or so of the game against Washington Jokic walking walking to the bench during a timeout, Scotty Brooks walking out onto the court, and the two bump each other. I think everybody, it's up to interpretation of the viewer to see you know, how intentional it was. I will say that Jokic is this guy. He tries to get under everybody's skin, and the coaches are not excluded from this. He's always tangling himself up and, and <laughs> flopping and doing all these different Red things. Flag. So... Um, yeah, he anyway, he bumped him. But look, Steve Clifford isn't that dude. Scott, no. Scott, Scott Brooks no, 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 no. Yeah, Scott Brooks will flop and, and, and try to get a technical and it worked. I, I think uh Clifford might uh might hit back. That would be definitely well, I don't know about that. <laughs> we don't want that. Gum at him or something. Yeah, there you go. Well, I don't know. He he loves that. He loves that gum. I don't know if he would even that's sacrifice a, the gum. He'd sacrifice his body before I think he'd sacrifice the that's gum. That's some that's something interesting to keep an eye on though, just getting under Dwight Howard's skin. You know, that's a thing that can happen. And uh Jokic, not only can he step out, but I mean he is a big body, right? I mean, he can he can lean on Howard a little bit too and bang on him and give him some frustration there. So that's something to keep an eye on, I think. Howard's been pretty good so far this season. Um, but, you know, we're only, what, four games in, so we'll see how that plays out. One player that got under the skin of Jokic in in a matchup last season between the Nuggets and the Hornets was Johnny O'Brien, former Nugget, had a career-high 15 points uh, early in March of, of last season in, in Denver in a 112-102 win. He's going to be coming off the bench in this one in place of Cody Zeller, but look, if I think if the Howard-Jokic matchup goes south you could see a little bit more O'Brien in this game because he got physical with Jokic and Jokic did not did not particularly care for that brand of defense former Denver Nugget Johnny O'Brien I think that might have had something to do with it last year is <laughs> you know maybe a little bit of familiarity and just knowing what what it takes to get under Jokic's skin Jokic is a hothead I think the biggest one of the biggest issues with him right now is that he loses his cool very 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 easily and similar to Dwight Howard can be taken out of his game in that regard so I think that's what's kind of interesting about the matchup between those two guys is you know whichever one keeps the composure will probably have the upper hand first of all and that's what and that's what's weird to me about Jokic is that he tries to get under other people's skin, but lets people get under his skin entirely too easily. Like you can't have it both ways. You know, if you want to get under people's skin, you got to stay calmer than than them. No, that's a totally fair point, Claire. I have to comment, David. Can you talk for me so that your your picture comes up real quick? What do you want, Doug? Hold on, wait for it. The delay. No, you have to talk louder. What do you want, Doug? <laughs> there it is. What can I do? Are you in the room? Are you, you are you in the room that Neo was interrogated in in the Matrix? What is this? <laughs> I'm in this. an undisclosed location <laughs> that no one will ever find, Doug. If it goes my if it goes the way I planned, painting so. painting green mugs with Nick Denning. I love it. This is fantastic. <laughs> in the underground bunker. <laughs> 
All right, uh, this is going to be an intense battle on the boards. The Nuggets finished fifth in offensive rebounding and second in overall rebounding last season. Early this season, both the Hornets and the Nuggets are in the top ten. Rebounding, certainly a focus for the Nuggets. What are some other tenets of this uh, Nuggets offense and defense from the Malone system? Well, I think right now they're like I said they're still figuring themselves out. I think mm. last year, you know, you could really point to a lot of things. The offensive rebounds, especially with Kenneth Freed, were a huge factor. Uh, getting out in transition, not necessarily getting transition points, but getting early offense that scrambles the defense was a big thing for Denver this year. You know, we mentioned Jokic had 29 points. He came out shooting in the last game. The first two games, he went six quarters with only taking five shots, three of which were heaves at the end of the quarter. So he went. He, the Nuggets. That's why I say. They really haven't figured out their identity yet because while they were very much Jokic's team last year, there's a is it Millsap's team? Is it Jokic's team? Where's the offense going to flow through? Right now, they're still trying to figure those things out. Now, what's what is the the starter that they normally will play with their second unit, or do they just go you know all second unit? No, you know it's actually interesting. They mix up so that Millsap and Jokic is on the court at all times, and I like that because I think you always have a miss uh, an advantage in the front court with one of those guys on the court um so they sprinkle it in a little bit uh I would say Jokic plays with the second unit the most and and that's really where he's at his best that's where he starts to come out of his shell and play like he did last year I think because there's a lot of that continuity uh with the bench lineups all right and I think everyone is going to be paying attention from the Hornets side to the Hornets offense that struggled in Miami uh to especially in crunch time we didn't get a chance to hear from Coach Clifford after the Milwaukee game on our post-game show. It was an extremely competitive game. The Hornets fought hard, especially on the defensive end, but at the end of the game, they fell apart offensively. Clifford not happy with the offensive execution uh, in this one. Let's take a listen to what Clifford had to say. You tied up at 94. Did, did you get the, the look that you wanted there with the lamb three? Oh, it's terrible offense. I mean, there's nothing. We we had so many possessions in the first half. I mean, our offense was good. I mean, we're for the most part. The second the second unit there when they got tired, uh, you know, we struggled like that last maybe like three four possessions. You know, we took some quick shots and stuff. But I mean, you know, the second half. I mean, it's just it's not going to work in this league. I mean, this is we need to be a pick and roll dribble handoff flash type team when we did that i felt like we got good shots they're very good defensively and they did a good job but you got to put pressure on them and this too much isos multiple dribble possession stuff like that's not going to work not for our team it's not the way we're going to play now later on on the fox broadcast he dulled that criticism a little bit by taking some of the responsibility on himself for the offensive woes but uh you know, David, this is obviously an issue for the Hornets, and and it's rooted, I would think, in the fact that they're missing so many rotation players. Yeah, totally. I mean, they're only averaging 17 assists per game right now. Uh, that matches up perfectly with their 17 turnovers, which is not great. Uh, but yeah, you can What's see. What's that? Okay, the do the math. What's that assist to turnover ratio? <laughs> uh, 17 to 17. <laughs> um, <laughs> They, yeah, you saw it at the end of that game, and, and that was the perfect example of it. They just had no movement and forced those long threes. I mean, what's keeping them in these games is are their free throws, Doug, and I think that's more of what Clifford wants to see, whether you can get it off the pick and roll. But they're at, they've shot 95 free throws so far. Opponents have only shot 42. That's a plus 53 free throw margin on the season, by far first in the NBA. That kept them in a lot of games last year. We talked a little bit about the nine Howard misses. Could have come up big against Milwaukee, but – 
as long as they have these guys out, I think that's going to be one thing that can help them stay in these games. So they're going to try and get to the line. It's Claire, it's the first time that I've thought they really missed Nick Batum in this situation, right? Yeah, and I mean, in previous games, you would look at either Nick Batum or MKG kind of being a missing X factor, but I thought definitely yesterday, especially with the shooting, like we needed Nick Batum in there um, and the and the need for his uh, ability to assist and distribute the ball. But who was making a drink behind Steve Clifford during that clip? I think he just kept hearing like ice clinking against the glass. <laughs> oh, that well, see, I recorded that and that was just me. It was just me having a just a nice <laughs> sip of scotch on the rocks. That was gotcha. I just thought Steve Clifford was there at the mini bar. Are, like making a drink. No, that's me. Uh, no, I, I have no idea. So, you know, who knows what these sounds are. Uh, Nick, how much of this offensive, the offensive struggles that they've had so far comes down to the fact that Kim Walker and Jeremy Lamb are playing such significant minutes due to the fact that both Michael Carter Williams and Julian Stone, both of their backup point guards on the, on the injured list right now, having so much responsibility, how much of the offensive woes could be attributed to that? Oh, plenty. I mean, we're, we're asking Monk to play far above what he's probably wanting to do at this point, or even what they want him to do at this point. So, yeah, I mean, asking I – mean, Kemba, you can – I mean, he, he's – he can do more. Like, he's he is the all-star point guard. Lamb, you know, Lamb's just was coming in this season thinking, okay, I'm going to be able to take a lot of shots with the second unit. Suddenly he's now with the first unit. Um, this is it's, – it's just – Everyone's in new positions. They're still trying to figure those things out. Um, it's not an ideal situation, especially once we go past the starters. And guard depth, that's that's a strength for the Nuggets, right? I mean, you guys got plenty of guard depth. Well, there's some depth, but I think there's not a lot of separation is the yeah. problem. As we mentioned with the point guards, you know, just a ton of turnovers. And I think especially with Emmanuel Moutier in the second unit in particular, uh, I think he had five in the last game, uh, a couple of them in really, really key moments. So some depth, but I don't, I don't know if there's great depth, especially at the point guard spot. And turnover is an issue for the Hornets as well. But yes, the Denver Nuggets, <laughs> one of the few teams that actually is turning the ball over more than than the Hornets. And a lot yeah. of that has to cut. A lot of that's rooted in the same thing, right? Because Jokic a big part of those turnovers because he wants to create so much. Howard wants to create in a different way than than Jokic, but still likes to have the ball in his hands, likes to do a lot of things, and that leads to more turnovers. Well, Denver's a pass-happy team, and I think anytime you pass as much as they do, you're going to have a little bit of higher turnovers. Now, they're pushing the limits there, of course, and, and, and getting too high. I think they're averaging 24 a game at the moment or something like that. So, um, But they're a pass-happy team. That's how they generate offenses through ball movement. I think you're always going to have a bit of turnovers there. And the problem at the end of that Milwaukee game for the Hornets was that they were not pass-happy enough. You had both Kimball Walker and Jeremy Lamb uh, basically wanting to take the offense, put it on their shoulders, and create individually as opposed to moving the ball around. And, and again, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that they have to play so many minutes. I feel like they just get into a rhythm and get into a groove and, and want to make something happen and, and don't rely enough on Howard, Williams, whoever they are on the floor with at the time. Danny makes a great point on the chat. If Michael, Carter, if Michael Kidd Gilchrist is back – says, I think Bacon coming off the bench could be big. Dwayne Bacon and Malik Monk seem to play well together. Nick, what do you think about that? Getting, you know, we've seen Bacon be comfortable as a starter, but we haven't seen him play off the bench yet. What what could you what could that add to the Hornets at this point? He could he could play well off the bench. Um, but I'd just be hesitant only because he's he was in such a good situation 
as the fifth starter. Like every like you know, defenses have to account for the things that the other four starters do. They know that they have places where they can score and they're real threats on the floor. Bacon is just kind of this opportunist. Shots are gonna come to him because you know the defense took everybody else, and he took advantage of those and made some easy shots. So the second unit, he'll probably still get some good looks, but he's going to be more of a focal point because now he's you know no longer surrounded by four you know veteran NBA players, you know. But it, it is a good thing because it adds depth. I, I'm not saying you know Bacon's going to necessarily struggle, but just just keep in mind that he was in a really good position as the fifth starter. And last thing on this Milwaukee game and Clifford's comments, you know, it was their first crunch time test, right? They were 0-9 in games decided by three points or less last year, 0-6 in overtime. They weren't a great fourth quarter team in general, but so much of that had to do with the fact that the Hornets were not performing defensively in the fourth quarter. And now it's interesting, but not all that surprising that the pendulum has swung the other way. I think it once again points to the importance of of Nick Batum to the Hornets offense, his ability to grease the wheels, his willingness to pass, but also have the ability to knock down big shots, uh, hoping to get him back in uh, the beginning of December or uh, mid-December. So uh, let's turn back to Adam. I mean, what do you you think about this game? When you look at the matchups, when you look at uh, what Denver is coming into this game, what do you give them in terms of their chances uh, to take home the W? I think they got a good chance. Um, I think it comes down to two things. One is is going to be the point guard battle and and how well the Nuggets can <laughs> contain the point guard scoring from from uh, from Charlotte. And I think the other thing, and, and we've kind of alluded to it a little bit, is fourth quarter scoring. That's something I think both teams struggle at. Denver had a game at Utah this year where they were outscored thirty three to nine in the fourth quarter, really just fell apart and, and blew a ten point lead, ended up having a ten point loss. Uh, it was something they struggled with last year, and I think I think you know I think this game could get ugly tonight it's funny to say that because Denver is known as this offensive free-flowing juggernaut with no defense I actually think it's going to be a defensive matchup especially down the stretch so uh, I think it'll be a slugfest and I think the point guards will will be the one that decide it interesting stuff there from Adam Morris uh, from the Locked On Nuggets podcast I'll give the final word to the panel Nick what do you see how do you see this game playing out tonight I mean if both teams have started the season with a high level of turnovers, I think it could be ugly from that extent. Um, I think it's going to take some more time, at least for the Hornets, to figure out to how to cut down on that. So, yeah, I could expect a lot of turnovers. David? Yeah, I think if you're if you're banking on the turnovers, you give a slight advantage to the Hornets as the home team. Uh, but both teams have had trouble hanging on to the ball. I mean, I just think from the Hornets' perspective, all of these early games, they've got to have performances like they have had from Lamb and Kaminsky on a consistent basis to pair with Howard and, and Kimball Walker to really have a chance on most nights. And I don't think tonight's going to be any different. They need somebody else to step up. If they can get consistent production from those two guys, you know, that's, that's another uh, thing they can count on. So I think, but I think they're going to need it in a matchup tonight where they're going to have some trouble down low and a team that wants to space them out. You know, they've had trouble defending that three as well. And uh, we'll see how they do that tonight. Claire. I'm going to be really interested in how the benches play. Um, I think that both teams have interesting benches, and um, I agree with the rest of the panel, though. Whoever has the fewest turnovers is going to win the game. Yeah, interesting bench play from the Hornets because it's been a little Jekyll and Hyde. You know, they they played well in in their first stint in the Milwaukee game, and then 
uh, you know, really gave up, you know, got the Hornets in a hole late in the game that, that the starters had to pull them out of. So I think, yeah, Claire, you're dead on. Definitely uh, need some bench performance, and that bench could get a shakeup with the introduction of Michael Kidd-Gilchrist back into the lineup. Uh, make sure to pay attention to Twitter at Locked on Hornets for updates on that. And then, of course, we will be covering this game tonight. Follow us on Instagram at Locked on Hornets. Subscribe to us on YouTube and Patreon, patreon.com forward slash LOH. If you haven't signed up yet, you're missing out on our After the Buzzer show, the show that comes on right after the buzzer. That's why we call it that. (laughs) And uh, we give you some analysis right off the top of the game. So check us out there as well. Shoot us your Hornets questions and thoughts to buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com. Uh, For the entire panel, thanks to our special guest, Adam Morris, from the Locked On Nuggets podcast. Go Hornets, go America, let's swarm Charlotte.